mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 285 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. Um, welcome back after our long, weird break. Uh, let's hope we remember how to pod. Uh, today I've we, already forgotten. Today we are watching SG Atlantis. Yes. Season 4. Yes. Episode 10. Yes. This Mortal Coil. Yes. I feel like that's how you have to say that. It is. And... And before we get into it... A.K.A. Yeah. Sorry. I feel weird. W-E-I-R dash E-D. Um, I have no A.K.A. So that works. I, I feel weird. I think I had one and I forgot it and then I got distracted by Shakespeare. Fair. Um, because of course this episode and by the way the next... Oh, uh-huh. This was the mid-season finale. Nice, nice. So this and the mid-season premiere okay. um, come from, as many of you picked up, Hamlet Act 3, Scene 1. Oh, I did not pick that up at all. The very infamous to be or not to be part I mean, of Hamlet. I might not actually remember Hamlet at all. Part of me, because I'm not someone who should read recite... I am not I, ashamed. Not someone who should be reciting Shakespeare in any way, shape, or form, but... Do it or do it. This I'm is... hiding my face in shame. <laughs> because I don't actually know what this happens in Hamlet. This is the one to sleep, perchance to dream. Oh. I, there's the rub. For that in sleep of death, what dreams may come, when have shuffled off this mortal coil, must give us pause. There's the respect that makes calamity of so long life. Soft you now, the fair Ophelia, nymph, in thy prisons, be all thy sins remembered. The next episode is, be all my sins remembered. Boom. But she also in there is beautiful a reference you love uh-huh. of what dreams may come. What dreams may come is pretty fucking great reference. It is one of my favorite ones. Yes. I consistently get this one and Macbeth confused. Uh, this is the one with Rosencrantz and Gildestein, right? And yeah. they're walking around. Yes. Okay. I do know it. I think. I'm going to guess what I'm going to watch don't, tonight. I'll be honest. I don't know Hamlet as well. I don't um, know anything. I, I know I know the sonnets and I know Midsummer Night's Dream. I surprise, know, Mid- surprise. Midsummer Night's Dream is... And of course, Romeo plus Juliet, because if you grew I up in don't. the 90s, that's what it's called. I don't. Um, um, my, uh, my other... Fa- oh, my God. I just blinked on my other... Um, as You Like It? Yes. Tame Me to the Shrew? No, As You Like It. Okay. As You Like It is... Um, is that my fault? Is my Sorry. favorite. We're, we're playing with the camera because it got fuzzy. Um, we're just fuzzy now. We're fuzzy people. <gasps> oh, see, so you did it better. I did. Sorry, our camera freaked out. You'd think of almost two years on Zoom calls to figure out when a camera goes blurry. Sometimes I'm... If I blur my background and I lean back in my chair, I you disappear blended. into the background. I have like which... a weird shadow in my nose. It's just a nose shadow. It's just, it looks That's like where your nose ring whole, goes. It's where my nose ring will go, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Tell me more. Um, well, we'll get to the rest. We'll get to the, uh, my week. We rearranged everything in the house. 
the day after coming back from a trip. Yep. So that also we built shelves. Yep. So that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. I will say a couple things. It's a whole other song, but I'll take it. It's okay. Um, I haven't gotten very far into it, but I feel very confident already on recommending Kith and Kin for all of you Critical <laughs> Role fans. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, I not only bought the hardcover, but also the audiobook because it's full of Robbie and Liam and Laura Goodness. Yeah, so that makes sense. I, how was I not? Uh, how would you do not that? do that? Yeah, yeah. How would you not? Love it. Um, but I also can finally, I've talked about this past couple, I was going to say past couple weeks, but mm-hmm. we had a week off. Past couple pods. Um, I was, I've been reading a book um, this past a month or so, and it is probably the most impactful to my life um, book that I've read in the past two years. Okay. Um, it is definitely not a book for everyone, so stay with me. The, the, the title sounds very heavy, but it is called Godless Paganism. Okay. It has... Um, I touched a bit on like my my weird own spiritual journey. Sure, yeah. Of my life, it is not. I don't think it's necessarily changed anything of my own spiritual beliefs, but okay. it has helped define things. Yeah, it's helped define things. I still, if you want the short version, I will still say that I'm an atheist. Yeah. If you want the slightly longer version, I'll still say that I'm a pantheist. Um. But now being able to say that I am a non-theistic or scientific pagan might be a closer definition. Well, it's nice to be able to find those nuances of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I even experienced it last week when I was sitting there outside under the stars with a big bonfire watching the sparks go up and intermingle with the stars. Sure. I was explaining to family that, like, that is more impactful that is more of a religious experience to me quote-unquote religious or spiritual that has more meaning to me yeah than i ever had in an organized formal religion church situation yep i can see that yeah and and for some people the ritual work some people you know the the ceremony of 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 things work some people it's just about faith or having faith in a thing or finding something to believe in yes um something other than yourself or sometimes it's about knowing that something inside you exists there's so many ways to consider spirituality and faith i guess yeah Yeah. and it's it's uh there's a couple there's a couple parts you know that you touched on i when we went camping in the woods, mm-hmm. I missed one of the things, I realized one of the things I was missing was ritual. Yeah. Um, which is why I've, for the past month, it started basically when I started the book. Yeah. Um, was going out at sunrise every morning, mm-hmm. greeting the morning. Yeah. Doing some sun salutations. Yep. Having my coffee and like writing in a journal my to do list, et cetera, for the day, but having that intention. Yeah. And like I draw a tarot card, not for the tarot cardness, but because I have a beautiful set that has like keyword thoughts for the cool. day. Yeah. So I can like use that yeah. as a prompt or whatever. I love that idea. Um and you know, the idea of 
you know, still using gods or characters, but as archetypes. Yeah. And not necessarily, it was a good point. So the whole book, I'm sorry, the whole book is um, essays from different people. So it's not one author. Got it. Got it. But they had the good point of it's like, you can't say Santa Claus doesn't exist. Because seeing someone dressed up as Santa Claus, being dressed up as Santa Claus and giving gifts out, like, adds this meaning and brings more joy to a situation. So the idea and the concept of Santa Claus is just as valid. Yeah, yeah. And there's a... There's a sense... I, I and. I don't know how to put this out there. So I'm just going to say what I've learned. Yeah. There's a belief. It's kind of like that belief when you're little that when I grow up, this will happen. Mm -hmm. And you have this sense of like being an adult. Like there's this untouchable magic to what things are. Yes. But the reality is we just do it. We just do the thing that mm-hmm. is the magic. So yeah. the person putting the on the suit and, and doing and, and just and, you know, deciding that they're going to buy a kid a present. Exactly. Or be play act Santa in the mall. Exactly. They are being the thing that we think is the magic. Yes. It doesn't have to be this ephemeral, untouchable thing. Mm-hmm. It's just is. That's I love that concept. Yeah. And, and it also again, it quoted Carl Sagan like three times in the first bit of chapters. And again, it's the concept of like, it's, it's everything. I, I fully believe that everything can be explained by science, Yep. but the magic lies in the shit that we can't yet explain. Yep. Eventually it will be. Yeah. But right now we can't explain it. And that's the magic. Well, and even the science of it, is fucking wonderful. Oh, yeah. The fact that it is. 100%. The fact that it is. The fact that atoms listen yes. to you are a thing. Uh, that's am- it. The fact that I have a code in my body that yeah. only exists in my body that decided, hey, this is what you are. Yeah. Like, fully understanding how a rainbow <laughs> is made makes shit way more fascinating the and magic. The magic is good. even cooler. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the last thing I'll say that the book helped me do, and this is something I mentioned to you before we recorded the pod, is yeah. um, it is helping me um, remove society's, like, forgot the word I used, like society's meaning to things. Sure, yeah. So I, pu- I have my grandmother's nativity scene mm-hmm. that is beautifully set up out a way out of shot. Mm-hmm. I've never put it up because it's a nativity scene. Yeah. And I was focusing on the nativity scene well, and the religious aspect. Well, you felt this, this socialized yes. uh, interpretation of what it meant. Yeah. And if you put it up, it meant what other people would tell exactly. you it's supposed to mean or not mean and or whatever. So this is the first year I put it up because, like, it was my grandmother's and yeah. she put it up every Christmas. So yeah. I put it up because it's my grandmother's. Yep. Not because it's a nativity scene. And, and even if, like... It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's yeah. just uh, for someone who has been... Because it can still look like a nativity scene yeah. to maybe your... I don't know, to someone, someone else. else who comes into the house. Yeah. That's fine. That's exactly. their interpretation of it. It's okay. It doesn't have to not be one. It's just not what it, you think of it immediately. It of. was just a great reminder that for someone who my entire life has been told that people appreciate the fact that 
curse words weren't used, but that I don't give a fuck what other people think of me and yeah. I'll do my own thing was a really nice reminder that there is some shit, some shit that I still yeah like rely on other people's interpretations of that's fair so it was a reminder again sometimes just have a barren field of fucks in your life just nothing just look at this nothing i have for you i have no cares of what Mm -hmm. you think i put up a nativity scene and it is not a religious religious item to me yep and you can think whatever you want of it because 100%, I know what I feel about it. 100%. If you're putting up a nativity scene because it has religious meaning to you, fucking put that nativity scene up. Yeah, do it up. Do it. To me, it's like, hey, look how cool that is. Exactly. Or not. You know what I mean? Doesn't yeah. have to mean the same thing. So um, anyways, that was my big, again, if you are at all interested in that, if you're at all curious, um, it's called Godless Paganism. It has made a... I am still processing all of it. Is there a main author or a main there person? There is, and I don't okay. remember what it was. That's fine. But it's called Godless Paganism. Got it. Got it. Um, Look it up. Google it's, it. It's uh, something I'm going to be reading multiple times because it has made a, uh, it's made a, the, like I said, the biggest input on me of any book I've read in the past two years. Nice. So there's that. I'm going to celebrate Yule this year, people. Voices of Non-Theistic Pagans. Yes, that's it. It's edited by John Halstead with a forward by Mark Green, if that helps y'all. It's uh, it's real good. Um, I don't have anything nearly that uh, thought-provoking to share. <laughs> yeah. If you will. I mean, yeah. But I did watch some really enjoyable television. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I am in a, uh, we call it like, there are times when your mind needs to eat. Yes. There are times when your mind needs to create and there are times when your mind needs to puzzle things out. Uh, my mind is spending a lot of its time at work creating and puzzling yeah a lot of puzzling and creating (laughs) so many so many so many so when i come home my brain just wants to eat things Uh uh-huh so i started watching yellow jackets which is a show on showtime okay it's really good (laughs) it's really creepy and perfect and right up your alley it's funny because i started watching a show on amazon called the wilds and I was hoping that show would be what this show seems to be turning into. Okay. And it's about these a group of teenagers who are in a uh, flight crash, an airplane crash, mm-hmm. deserted somewhere. And they, some, maybe, okay. <laughs> get rescued but we now get to see how their lives are 30 years later, 20 years later. And so we get some forward and backness of it all. A little losty? A little bit. But they all have the shared background. Yeah. And they, the, the kind of divided future. So okay. they, they were all in this plane crash together as girls in, in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly girls. And now they're women in our age. Yeah. Uh, because they were in high school in the late 90s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And um, and so now it's like what their lives have become. Interesting. And it's just fucking... I can't give you any more than that. But there's an episode that revolves around one character who is a married 
mom in a like okay. a, a like a uh, a uh, a relationship that's kind of gone pfft, uh, boring. Okay. And then a rabbit. A a rabbit. A rabbit happens. Okay. That's it. Okay. I'm beeping. That's because I'm part beeper. That's fine. I mean, my TV watching was so varied this week that I not only uh, finished the first season of Gossip Girl and then also oh, watched a complete documentary series on the history of the Pope. So, wow. Oh, I also tried to watch you because I want to watch the last season. Yeah. Because um, um, my girl whose name I'm not going to remember who's in all of the Mike Flanagan stuff. Oh, okay. Isn't it? But my God, the first season of you is boring. Oh, okay. Hot take. It's boring. Interesting. We'll see how it gets in the season two. Um, but what are we here for again? December 7th, which actually is the day this is going out, guys. Nice. We did it again. Oh, Victoria Pedretti is the, is the girl I'm thinking of. Okay. That's it. Okay, bye. 2007. Um, story by Brad Wright, Joe and Paul, directed by William Warning. Yes. Welcome back, Tori Higginson. Woo! Um... That's exciting. I have nothing more about that. That's just exciting. This, I was I was happy to see her. Yeah. I was very glad to see that she's here. Um, this episode also takes after uh, very many sci-tri tropes that follow this. I mean, Tin Man did it in SG-1. It was done on Star Trek Voyager. It's been done in many other TV. That whole, like, the first half of the episode, you think... One thing. The one thing, and they're duplicates. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we do... I do like, I've mentioned this before, I love sometimes seeing what the title, the episode title translates into in different cultures. Oh, yeah. In German, it was Toil of Mortal, which mm. you can see from the title. Okay. from the Sure. In French, it was Double Collision, which I really love. Mortal Kombat. Double Collision. That's pretty, pretty good. It's good. Very actiony. So we start the episode with McCain Zelenka trying to figure out why the gate isn't working. Yep. Uh, they're monitoring power readings. Uh, McKay naturally just thinks that Zelenka's missing something, so they play musical chairs a few times. Sure. No, he's not missing anything. Um, he's just tired of finding nothing. Mm-hmm. He, Ma- Zelenka looks done. Yeah, more than even a usual Zelenka done. Yeah. He's just done. Uh, to me, I wrote bo- monitoring the boring things. Nothing's happening. Nothing fun's happening. It's not that Zelenka's missing anything. It's fucking Zelenka. He's catching everything. Mm-hmm. John comes down and wonders why they haven't fig- the- figured the problem out yet. Mm-hmm. And the problem is the gate's not working. Well, that's not good. And he's like, well, it's because you broke it. Yep. Lixon, McKay strongly disagrees. With that wording. He wasn't just screwing around the gate. He was running a streamlining program designed to boost its operational efficiency. Remember that for later. Yeah. If nothing else, the science bros have been able to narrow down the fact that it was not caused by McKay's program. I didn't break it. It was already going to break. I just pushed the buttons over here. It was broken the way I found it. And this thing came out. (laughs) I have one bolt left over. Yeah. (laughs) And while he's still debating things, there is an impactful sound, and they can see in a diagram of the city, an unidentified object has struck, and the sensors did not pick it up because it came in too fast, but it's emitting a low-level energy signal. Well, that's something. By the time the guys get there, someone is thankfully already scanning it. I do love the idea that it hit the reading library so no one got hurt. (laughs) The books got hurt! The books! The most important things. The knowledge got hurt. I also just finished watching a really interesting... 
actually was really interesting documentary about rare book collectors in New York. Oh, that does sound cool. It's on Amazon. Okay. I don't remember the name of it. It's called Book of Something, long word. The Book of Book of Book Collectors. <laughs> that was the whole name. Exactly the name of it. Uh, it's clearly a drone. It's not Wraith. Maybe Lantian? It also looks like it's damn it. It has like a melt line running through it. Yeah. McKay's pretty sure that that, that precise fire line did not happen on reentry. Yeah, weird how that's so perfect like that. Um, but it's still here. It's in one piece. It is a tough bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh, on John's way out, Lauren finds him. And Lauren has some concerns. Because if the science bros are working on the probe, then who's working on the gate? Because clearly there's no other science brains in the city of Atlantis. And nowhere else at all. Nobody can do anything. And You know, the fact that Lauren is so chit-chatty yeah. it should have been our first indication that something wasn't right. It's like, what the fuck do you have this much to say, Lauren? Like, get off it. Just go smolder in the corner. Yeah, that's what you do. Uh, John's like, the gate can wait. That's me in the corner, smoldering in the spotlight. <laughs> Losing my humanity? I don't know. No, I was going to say losing. Nope, I'm done. It's done. Uh, so Lauren, with all due respects, that. And mm. he thinks that these are equally, equally important problems. Maybe keep Z on the probe and get McKay back to work on the gate because it's been done for a week now. Maybe since when do you get to tell us how to fucking manage our people? Maybe you could work on the gate. Uh, John just turns to him, puts his rank foot, rank foot down. He's like, look, the gate now working is an inconvenience. The possibility that some point had pinpointed the city's location, that's an actual threat and does have priority. Yep. So the science bros are in the lab with the probe. McKay's eating. Because McKay. Mm. And this is pointless to Zelenka. He's pretty sure the internal systems are shot. Um, McKay's instincts are that something else is going on. Something's yep. meant to try to fool them. And he's like, just run your decrypt scanner again, Zelenka. Again, Roddick looks so over. He hates this every- game. Oh. Replerotic, spoilers. <laughs> Replerotic. Replerotic fucking hates this game so he hard. He, yes. Um, I want he to gives, hear the He doesn't give sessions. any shit about Ascension. He's like, this is so stupid. This is dumb. Why are we wasting our time with this? So dumb. Um, he's, he's like, fine, fine. But you realize it's going to take a bit. Like, we can get back to work on the gate in the meantime. But wait, McKay's already getting something. <gasps> Zunky goes to type something in, but no, 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 don't touch anything. He's trying to make sense of everything, and he almost has it when the computer dies. Bum, bum, bum. He's like, what'd you do? And Zelenka's like, I didn't do anything. The program must have crashed. Yep. It sucks to suck. But you lost all the data. Oh, no. But what did you see? Nanite code. Dun, dun, dun. McKay shows it's the replicators. Credits. Yes. This is a really long walk up to credits. Yeah. This goes for a while. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was interesting. I like the moody lights changing to remind. You got great moody lights. You have great moody music. It feels like, like somehow they're on Atlantis, but they're not. Like they forgot yeah. to turn one set of something on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really, it's like, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like our at our workplace, people have lamps at their desk, but mm-hmm. there's also fluorescence. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody forgot to turn the fluorescence on. Yeah. Anyway. 
And just, it's all lanterns. Yeah. So McKay finds John in the hallways. They walk and talk. Lenka shortly follows after. And if it's the replicators, and McKay is sure it's the replicators because the drone is filled with nanites. Mm. And Zelenka's like, can I clarify that we can't be sure about that because the program crashed? And and McKay's like, no, 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 no. I can fucking be sure about that. I, I know, know what, what I, I saw. saw. Yeah. Raddick saw nothing. And McKay almost yells at him. It's because you weren't looking. Like You, ch- you chose to ignore it. Yeah. That's because you're not as awesome as me. Thanks, bye. Just because, I mean, the computer said the same feed. Zelenka and Sissy saw nothing. And it's about that time there's a distant explosion in the city. Damn it. The reports that the explosion has come from McKay's lab. It's coming from inside the house. It is. I also can't believe that Scream is coming back. So. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that movie had to be remade again. I think we're hitting the age where everything that we saw when we were young is getting to get remade. Yeah, that's yeah. just our life now. That's, that's our life. So the lab is toast. Mm-hmm. It is very clear that either the sandwich or the probe exploded. <laughs> I'm guessing it was not the it was sandwich. It a nitroglycerin sandwich. <laughs> um, and figured that the probe had self-destruct that was triggered when they ran their program. Okay, but what if there was exploding sandwiches? How terrible would that be for my D and D character? It would be it would be very bad. Okay, but my D and D character could make an exploding sandwich. She could. This may be future. We we need to keep that in our back pocket if we need. Maybe to. yeah. Maybe it's a good decoy for like Donnie to carry it yeah. an exploding sandwich. Yeah. Because she just likes snacks. Exactly. I'm here for it. I, I'm pretty sure my character can figure out how to make an exploding sandwich. Oh, incidentally, unrelated to oh, Stargate. Yeah, we need to share the chaos that our gnomes did. Oh, and then do you not... Uh, no, okay. Okay. Oh, God. Where do we do this? Oh, okay, I thought fuck that's it. what you were going to talk about. Oh, I, wa- I wasn't, but then I remembered okay. that you're right. Yeah, we need to. We're just going to... Um. Hey, wait. There's nothing suspicious about what's going on in Atlantis at all. And scene cut. Let's go talk to you. Yep. Okay. Uh, what did we do? We made a fake. Yeah. Beacon. Holy. Be- holy beacon. Yep. To distract the bad guys. Both. There's two factions of bad guys. Out of spit. Uh, yeah, so I took an empty, like, uh, potion vial, uh-huh. and then I spit in it, because that just adds some shimmer to the water. And and a light spell. And a light spell. And, and then, a really good deception and roll. And then really weird, I, I crawled in the bottom of my bag, because I keep random metal bits mm-hmm. in my bag, so I got all of, you know, that weird, like, metal dust and shit that's in the bottom, that, the flotsam and jetsam that lives in the bottom of your sure. bag. I threw that in there, too, so it's all glittery. And then we lied. And then we... And by we... I did not lie. My character was nowhere near the lying part. My character is an excellent liar. Yeah. And she lied her tiny Nomi face off. And she made it fake magical. And we did it. Yeah. We faked it out. And then we were like, well, we don't have anything else planned. We literally said For this fight. So y'all can just fight. Midway through the battle going, I don't know what else to do. No. (laughs) The thing I remembered that I was going to share is that I found a picture. If I find it again, I will share it. Yeah. I don't mind posting it. I found a bunch of pictures that my aunt had sent us of yeah. like just being little people. Uh-huh. And there's a picture of of a birthday party that is not mine. Yes. But I am very close to the cake yeah. with my fingers in it. That works. With zero gives zero gives a fucks. Oh, this somehow reminded me of something else I need to show. Um we can take a picture of this and we'll put it on that Instagram that we have like one picture on. Uh-huh. But I'll show it for the video people. 
I have a Jack Fighting Replicators Christmas ornaments. Yes. And I think, let me try this. I think, hold up. Wow. <laughs> this is really fun for the I know, audio podcast. I know, hold up. No. This is so fun for the people on the audio podcast. I think I just broke the audio. It had Jack talking. But guys, I think I finally, after many years, broke the audio finally. It's okay. We'll fix it. But it's a little ornament of, of Jack O'Neill fighting replicators from Hallmark, I believe. We'll make it. We'll fix it. Yeah. We'll make it better. It has the logo on the back. Okay. Back to the show. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, so, John and McKay head off later. McKay is stage whispering that something is off because that diagnostic program shouldn't have crashed everything. It also shouldn't have blown up. Yeah. He's not sure what's going on, but something is up and McKay walks off and John just looks around suspicious. <laughs> Did hmm. you at this point think that John was in on it? No, I wasn't sure what was happening. It just felt like everything was weird. Okay. Everything was fucky. Yeah. Like it wasn't enough to like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think he was in on it. I just, I thought they had all somehow failed the wisdom save. Gotcha. Okay. Was the best way I could explain okay. it. Uh, so John and Ronan are sparring a little harder than usual, maybe, mm -hmm. and eventually continue a conversation as they spar that I'm not sure if McKay's imagining something, but he does need a vacation because they all do. Yep. They continue to try to smack each other. Ronan's not sure, but Ronan does know that people are acting differently and they just aren't themselves. And it's something that Taylor's noticed as well. Yeah. I think that best explains what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, that's weird. Like, even, even Roddick, like, yeah. he don't really doesn't show he gives no fucks. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they're missing something. Yeah, so maybe people are just stir-crazy, a little paranoid, and John's like, no, and then Ronan just gives him a smack across the yeah, uh, face I'll tell above you, the eye that draws blood. It's real hard to listen to them talking while they're sparring so I know, sexily. I know. Can we not stop doing that so awesomely? Yeah. Hot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, with that smack, Ronan does make a very compelling argument. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just remember the few episodes ago when it was Ronan who needed stitches late at night. Yeah. This time it's John. Well, I feel like poor Keller. This is yeah. just her life. Uh, somewhere they have a tally board of who's had to give the other person more stitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is like an ER, like, it's just like, oh, that's another fucking... Yeah. Yeah. So when he gets to the infirmary, Keller takes a look at it, but he's fine. Like, he doesn't not need stitches. He doesn't even need a Band-Aid. Mm -hmm. Mind you, John didn't actually see the wound on his own head, but he knew it was bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. They had a towel with blood. Yeah. Keller's like, well, it's not your well, blood. Like, Maybe it's you Ronan's blood. You can feel if your wound yeah. is open. You if you cut your head your open. head gets split open. Yep. I will say I've had a few times where it felt like my head was split open, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. There was also a giant egg on my forehead, though. I mean, that's not great either. No. But it's visually damaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something is not the right. John knew he was hit. He didn't see the wounds, but he knows it was his own blood. 
Yeah. So we ask Keller to run a scan on him. Yeah, night me. Confused. But if McKay's right and there were Nance in the pro, maybe he was infected. And yeah. Creepy music starting to come in. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah. I have to take a minute to yeah. point out the way John weirdly crawls onto the table <laughs> to get checked for nanites. <laughs> like he he does the thing that you do when you're sitting on your bed yeah. and you've got your laptop or whatever and you need to get something from the other side of yeah. it, but your legs are asleep. Yep. Or or something. And so you sort of just like army crawl and roll. Like somehow I feel like he tried to just land. And on and miss, so then he had to kind of like he just played it cool, be cool, and crawl he's into position. Joe Flanagan and just like cooled it. But I was just like, "What's happening right now?" So anyway, that's can I all. tell you what it reminded me of? Because okay. I've done very similar to that movement to get on the bed. Uh huh. I've mentioned before. Um, it didn't help that they minor spoiler saw him again in Ghostbusters, the new one. Uh-huh. I the thing that terrified me most as a kid were the, the 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 temple the dogs from oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to think not only did live my closet mm-hmm. because of like throwing the jacket onto them in the yeah, original yeah, yeah. movie, but I used to think that they lived under the bed. Sure. So I'm someone I mean who, that's where they would be. Yes. Yeah. So I'm someone who used to take as few steps from the bathroom or hallway door to okay. my bed as possible. Sure. And frequently the foot of the bed is much closer. Yep. So I've done that before where you're like, just get to the foot of the bed and then just crawl your way up. Yeah. Just make it once you're on the bed, everything is safe. Yes. Yeah. No, so totally I know that move he did. Mm-hmm. The floor was lava. Floor 100% was lava. Anyway. You also have that great move where Keller just really nonchalantly moves the monitor screen yeah like yeah just don't look here at all yeah. no reason no reason just don't look here no reason yep quick uh yep no no nanites i'm just gonna turn this monitor off real quick you don't have to worry about that there's no nanites in your system at all no nope. good don't even nothing he's like well then run a blood test yeah i will say the only one the only living being i've ever seen get into a bed weirder is nathan drake my dog my little sandworm. The dog version, not the game version. No, just a little sandworm. He likes to try to find his way under the blanket, but yeah. from the foot of the bed. Yeah. It's fun. So, it's like, totally you gotta, normal. like, dig underneath the, because it drapes over the yep. edge. Yep. Okay. All of this makes sense. Um, so, when he was, when John was infected with the retrovirus, he healed the same way. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been exposed recently, but maybe it's a relapse or something. Yeah. Keller tries to reassure him that that is not necessary, but he does forcefully, like, just run the fucking blood test. Yeah, he's a really good patient advocate for himself. (laughs) He's like, I know I'm sick. Check me. Just run the blood test. Mm -hmm. In some dark corner of Atlantis, Keller and Lorne are talking. This is where it gets fun. And yes, something is definitely up because Lauren it did destroy the drone, but he did it in the most suspicious way possible. Interesting. They and us are a long way from knowing the truth. So just hold steady and be careful. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. There's mm-hmm. nothing weird about that at all. It's Everything's fine. normal. Everything's just fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Keller finds John and shows that his blood test is 100% bug free. That does not come for John, because he still has magical healing head wounds. Yeah. 
Keller just very pointedly goes, maybe we're yeah, just refusing like, to accept the fact that you made a mistake. Th- this is Keller being, this is a real bad look for Keller. <laughs> what a shitty doctor you're being right now. At least we know it's not the real Keller. No, I know. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> one, not finding something. Yeah. Doctors are never happy um, with that. The goal is to find the answer. Hi, replicators. I would like to introduce you to the term gaslighting. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but it's like, what scientist is ever happy with n- inconclusive findings? That's not the... Re- what a relief! Well, I mean, here's the thing. We know she just blatantly didn't run the blood test yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But like... <laughs> you need to work on your liar yes. part of the replicators. She's not good at lying. Yeah. Uh, she's like... John just turns and goes, no, Ronan was not bleeding. The blood wasn't on the towel. Ronan's the one who saw the cut. Is he wrong, too? I love that. Well, maybe the blood was already on the towel. (laughs) Oh, yes, because we just keep those bloody towels lying around all over the place. (laughs) How? how? Um, Okay. Keller admits she'll run the blood test again, and if that's still negative, she'll do a full physical, and John just watches her as she goes. Mm Mm-hmm. So McKay shows up She's and is... so passive-aggressive. Oh, man. McKay goes to un- his unexploded lab because how many labs... McKay just has, like, 12 labs oh, throughout yeah. the city. Well, the, here's the... Well, let's be honest. There are probably several labs throughout the yes. city. McKay just decides that they're his lab McKay, when he decides. Exactly. Whatever lab McKay is in... Your lab? Is in Mc, is this now my McKay's lab. lab. This is my lab now. And the rest of the team is there. Uh, Taylor's making sure to stand behind the open laptop the whole time because mm-hmm. this version of Taylor is not pregnant. Nice. Um, as soon as John holds the knife up, McKay remembers he's got to unplug something or plug something in or eat something. I don't know. But Ronan just grabs him as John slices the fleshy part of the palm. Ow. Super ow. Also, why the fuck McKay would like to know. Hey. Also, like, I know we have to do this, but you couldn't slice, like, on top of, like, your arm or somewhere. This is something that I have said about every single show that slices the center of your hand. I can't think of somewhere it would hurt more. Not only hurt more, but you have really fucking important tendons and shit in your hands. How about just, like, you know, upper thigh? Upper thigh, back of your arm. Back of the arm, great. Little bicep. I'll fucking take a cheek slice. Yeah. Not, like... The set. Now they did do the fleshy part at ba- the base of the thumb. But the how? I will say in the uh, grand scheme, as someone with carpal tunnel syndrome. Yeah. Ow! <laughs> and McKay's going to say he has carpal tunnel, whether he has it or not. Uh, oh, he's got it because he's not. He, if there's one thing McKay and I have in common, you type is a lot. We type a lot, and we're terrible at posture. Yes. Yeah. That I have as well. We have terrible posture in two very different ways, which yeah. is the part that I find funny. That is, yeah, it is very silly. My terrible posture just comes because I sit on my feet. <laughs> I don't know what mine is. I just am crooked. Um. So anyway, uh, Ronan just, just, yeah, holds him. John slices his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, John just hands him a towel, and obviously McKay thinks he needs way more than that. But no, after a few seconds, McKay removes the towel, and there is nothing on his hand except a small bit of blood. Crazy. Which is shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the same for each one of them. Yeah. So who knows what's going on, but on top of the magical healing properties, there's so many of the people in the city are acting withdrawn and secretive. Mm-hmm. 
which McKay's picked up on. He, at first, he was just dismissing Mc- Zelenka's screw-ups as gross incompetence. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense for him, thankfully, yeah. McKay realizes. Yeah. Um, and McKay knows, knows that it, like, the... The pro blowing up wasn't an accident. I do love that McKay's default is to just assume the worst yeah. of people. 100%. God, it's just lazy. Everyone's just lazy. I mean, that at least is McKay on brand. Yeah, yeah. And and I think, yeah, there's people like that everywhere. Like, the first assumption is, well, that person's lazy. Yep. And it's like, let's take a minute. Let's take a minute. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, go, go, let's just... Pro- no. <laughs> so between, you know... Between that, the drone, the gate being down, was all this have to do with super healing? And John recounts the forehead incident. Mm-hmm. Rona does point out that it was an accident, sort of. Yeah. I mean, Mostly. I meant to hit you there, just not that hard. Yeah. Um, the part I never expected you to bleed as much as you did. Exactly. Which may or may not be a line I've said to a sibling. <laughs> Or at least I, I thought it. Fully intended just a little bit of blood. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to bleed that much. <laughs> I thought your AC was higher. I hit you like you had an 18 AC. Yeah. I didn't realize you had like a 12. Oh, that sucks. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Sucks to be you. Um, so the, the, the main part is that John doesn't know if Keller is lying or not. But yeah. Something is up. Mm-hmm. So McKay's going to access the infirmary database. No problem. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, there is no record of a blood test or a scan. Boom. Which the results of the scan are automatically recorded into the computer, which huh. would means they've been erased. Uh, how pissed would you, as someone who doesn't like needles, if they took your blood and then didn't oh. do any tests? Oh. oh. <laughs> mad. So mad. <laughs> so mad. Yeah. I did not sit there with a needle in my arm for nothing. Yeah. Yikes. Anyway. So the team plans on getting their own scans. Um, only trusting the team here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to get into the infirmary and McKay has an idea. Mm-hmm. It's not it's that time much. time for sneak time. It's not that much of an idea. But as John and Taylor make their way through the city, part of their plan would be um, to for Ronan and McKay to watch the city life science detector. Yep. But the detector is all screwy. Hmm. They can't tell if the infirmary is clear because it's like the readings are stuck on a loop. Interesting. But when he gets it to work, finally, we watch all the dots go from everyone to four of them. Hmm. Well, technically five we see, but four is the only one you're supposed to notice right now. Yeah. Ronan's like, well, you broke this too. He's like, no, it's it's working. It's just... Ronan, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ronan just, again, no shits right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John is just asking if the infirmary is clear, and according to this, it's clear, because according to this, we're the only people on the base. Yeah. Which is weird, because John and Taylor certainly see a lot of people around him. Uh, Lauren finds Keller. We have a problem. We have a problem. Mm -hmm. So John and Taylor get to the infirmary, quickly get to the scan. He lays down. Taylor goes to the scanner controls. Yep. And actually on that life science detector, Eagle Eyes caught a fifth sign in the outer edges of the city. What's happening? Ronan What's happening? Ronan convinces McKay to head what out the and check it out. What the fuck is up with that? Even though the party's already split, let's continue to split ah! the party. Taylor calls John over to the screen and his body we find on the screen is just... Is it a wonderland? Its body is a wonderland for nanites. <laughs> It's a nanite land. It's a nanite land. Also, now in my head, body is a nanite land. 
But also Nanite Land, I picture a bunch of little nanites on roller coasters with their little like buggy legs. Yeah. Uh, if anyone else, we didn't we didn't repost this article. But speaking of replicators, oh. um, scientists have made the first reproducing robots. Reproducing robots. We totally need it. We're ready. We've got our replicator shooty guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's just. It's actually really cool the way they function. They actually like gather base materials in order yeah. to buy. It's exactly what the replicators do. Yeah, and then invade your body uh, and we... you take over and then restart you. We need a hero. So I was thinking about that. Like, if we think of the last episode, how the replicators basically restart, they yeah. do a reboot. Uh-huh. How many reboots do you think it would take for them to get my body working properly? <laughs> You're like, fuck, one more. <laughs> Just, just, uh, we got, there's a lot of upgrades we need to do in this one. I don't know how we're going to do I don't know. There may only have to be a couple that have to be a full on and off. I think it's going to be like your computer needs to update overnight. Please make sure it's plugged in. I think there's a couple of yours that was just going to be into like the background mode. Yes, fair. It's just kind of like all of a sudden the rest of you goes, (laughs) yeah. So it's just me all the days, all the days, <laughs> me in front of a donut. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Good times. That's how they restart. You just put a donut in front of you. Yep. I like it. The biggest, prettiest donut ever. I love it. It has the dust of deliciousness Look, on it. <laughs> give me a sandworm eating donuts. Oh my gosh. We're done. The nanites can do all the work they need. Uh-huh. They don't even have to restart you. <laughs> They're just like, go write that sandworm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on it. Um, so in the other parts of the city, Ronan and McKay start heading out to investigate. They find a spot where there should be a room. So they, they use their wand of secrets and find the hidden <laughs> yeah. door. Uh, Ronan does go in first, blast her up. And inside, the lights come on as they enter. And they find none other than Elizabeth Weir. Sorry. Elizabeth the second. Elizabeth the second. Sorry. Um, and she, they find... The queen. The queen of England. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, Elizabeth II, it's a thing. I was just trying to say Elizabeth II, and then I went, oh, that's the queen of England. Got it. I'm smart. Um, who wakes up as they help her sit up from the bed she's lying down on, and she doesn't remember getting here. Yikes. Doesn't know what's going on, but Keller can answer that as she walks in the room. Um, this is where we made her, she says. Oh, that's This is not where what... we made all of you. Cool, 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 cool. Did I take the wrong color pill? I meant to take the one that puts me back into the egg pod. I don't want to know. I meant the blue pill, guys. Yeah. I meant the blue pill. Take it back. Take it all back. I don't want to know. Can I have, like, there's a part of me that wants, like, can I just have a purple pill? Yeah, okay. A little bit of each one. Just, like, a little bit. Like, I don't want enough truth that breaks my brain. Yeah. I think that's the thing, though. You either know or you don't. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. So John and Taylor are in the, still staring at the scanner screen. They realize they have to tell the others, but Lauren is already behind them, going, sorry, Colonel, you'll have to come with us. Hmm. And we can see John starting to go for his sidearm. And Lauren warns him that's not going to help you. Feel free to shoot. And John doesn't hesitate to shoot Lauren in the thigh. And he just... Which Terminator is that? The T-5000? Oh, I don't know. The one that just rebuilds? Yep, the one that just absorbs it in his metal, liquid metal. Replicator. That's great. 
Yay. That's just great. These are Repla people. All the Repla people. (laughs) Where do they all belong? (laughs) We get back into the room with Ronan and McKay, and Keller tells them that they are, in fact... Uh, replicators, the, mm. the, the Keller and Lauren, their base code forbade them from taking the form of any living human. But since you fucked with that, McKay, <laughs> we're fine taking on all the people now. Oh, man, the passive aggressiveness <laughs> is real. It's like, thanks, but also you did this to yeah, yourself. Yeah, you did this. And no, we didn't replace everyone Atlantis. You just assumed this is the real Atlantis and that you're the real McKay because, you know, Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Also, why wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. But yeah. I mean, do we? Oh, now I'm gonna. Yeah. Do we ever just go around questioning whether or not we're ourselves? Yeah. How often do you actually question that you're like even in a dream or something? Yeah. Whoa. Or that you are in the Matrix. Well, I'm breaking my brain as we speak. Okay, keep going. Uh, Explanations continue with Lauren. Um, John and Taylor and the others, they are not replicators. Mm. They are human, but they were manufactured with Nanite's version of human. Oh, this is fine. And your mind is a copy from a scan we took when we probed your minds a year ago. Huh. You are, you are. We 3D printed you using a little bit of your. We 3D printed you and then uh, we used our, um, our, our backup copy of your brains. It's funny when you think of stuff like, we're like 3D printing organs. Yeah. Or, or, you know, body parts or Mm -hmm. skin tissues. It's like, we're getting there, guys. We are. We're doing the replicators. 100%. I mean, we're getting to the point where where a lot of the like the physical parts of the body, hundred yeah. percent, yep, can be remade. Um, McKay points out the obvious mistake that Keller made because a year ago we had Carson, yeah, not you. She goes, yeah, no, we get that. Um, don't worry, we were able to update our information when we captured Weir, so we just upgraded. We we current eye we, we yeah. redid our backup. We revised it. Yeah. So the whole team and we are now in the brig, mm-hmm. and somehow are allowed to keep their knife. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're replicators. The knife doesn't mean anything. It might as well be a spoon. Accurate. Yeah. It's just a butter knife to yeah. them. Yep. Uh, we are contest our own palm healing abilities, mm-hmm. and now they have to grapple with. Being constructed by nanites? Yikes. But that's for later to deal with. That's an existential crisis for later. <laughs> um, but it would explain a few things, like the gate being down. If it's just all an experiment, why even have a real gate? And Taylor points out that wouldn't you, McKay, or many others notice like the stars were off or things like that? But it's been a solid overcast for a week conveniently. Oh, they can't fair. even remember the last time they saw the stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Keller has Weir escorted to the conference room. Yep. Weir does point out very explicitly that I'm not Weir. You're just calling me that. Yep. And Keller admits, no, like Weir was killed months ago. Oof. Yeah, that bomb is just dropped nonchalantly. We know this isn't when you remind yourself that they're replicators because it's like you can't just say that. No. Oh, you died. Yeah. 
But it's also a reminder of, like, how they see, like, human death. Yeah. And we know everything about the nanites um, in Weir's body, but she was killed more explicitly because Obereth thought when she linked with the other replicators, the human side of Weir exerted an unhealthy influence. Oh, yeah. He couldn't let anything else take power. He was threatened. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. But Keller and these replicators Mm -hmm. think differently, Apologo. <laughs> um, it's why they did all this. They're the Tokra of the replicators. Yeah, they are. Yeah. The humanity is what they're interested in because there's one thing the ancients didn't give the replicators it's the ability to ascend. Mm. So John knows they have a lot to deal with, but like, suck it up and focus. And McKay's like, on what? What are we focusing yeah, on? Yeah, what the hell am I... I don't know what to do. I'm yeah. getting the fuck Give out of here. Give me something to lock onto. <laughs> yeah, I'm begging you. Um, and while McKay doesn't see the point, because where would they go? Yeah. They don't have lives in Atlantis anymore. The fact is they aren't who they thought they were. John knows that even if he's not the original John, he's not the OG. Yeah. He's pretty damn close. Yeah. And Taylor points out that regardless of the origins, they are human. Mm-hmm. physically and mentally they are human they have to return to atlantis yep so they agree they're gonna get out of here they're gonna go to atlantis they're gonna take shit from there and yeah i guess how do you do that and then yeah. how do you approach the team yeah and we'll we'll get to what they actually I think the did, way that so. they do it is the only way they could have done it yep yeah um so weir realizes that the replicators here are part of neam's group Ah, yes. Um, you, Most of the group was reprogrammed, but some were able to stay hidden, mm-hmm. stay off the grid. And these replicators are studying our team. These humans created by replicator nanites, they were made to be studied. Humans have something that has eluded the replicators, something that made humans special in the eyes of the ancients. It's what the humans would call a soul. Yep. It's the secret ingredient. It is the key to ascension that the replicators just don't have. I love the way this ties into the conversation we were having earlier. It does, yeah. Before we got into the pod, because it really is like the human body is science. It is. But what about the part that's not yet? It's like, what a part of the body we just don't know? Exactly. And that's the Wowza. magic bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, and to, to these replicators, to this version of color, like, They don't understand why can't we just study and learn and learn how to acquire a soul because a human brain is just an electrochemical machine. Everything is quantifiable. Yes, but actually no. (laughs) But it's to the point of like they just there's not a way to grok that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oberth and the rest of the replicators gave up an ascension. They are destroying human populations across the galaxy just to get at the wraith. They are consumed with hate and revenge. They're essentially Sith, the way she's talking. Um, Yep. But Keller and her people think there's another path. Path Really wants to know why she, why Keller is seemingly evil villain monologuing at her. Yep. And it's because, well, you're open-minded and we're gauging your reaction so we can avoid the same mistakes next time, Keller says with a grin. Just when you thought these replicators were all... Oh, no, better. we're still going to shut you down because yeah. the programming isn't doing exactly oh, what yeah. we needed it to. 100%. Yeah. 
<laughs> Throw that cake in the trash. And obviously they have no problem sending Weir back to explain to the rest of the team that they're all they're going to do is wipe the memories and start over and head to a new planet. Because the probe was from Oberip. Yep. That's why it was damaged. The replicators tried to shoot it down. So the position on this planet's compromised. Mm-hmm. They have to run or be destroyed, us along with them. Oh, boy. Taylor's like... Is it worse being rebooted back to factory settings or just being destroyed? Oof. <laughs> what would you choose? I don't know. I don't know. I would want another run at it. What if at the end of life, yeah. wherever happens to us next, yeah. somebody goes, you want another run at this or you want to just call it? Yeah. What would you do? I would... I would. Here's the interesting question. Do I know if I've already said have another run at this? Well, you wouldn't know, right? Because if you're going to be factory settings, you wouldn't know. That's what I'm saying. But at that moment, would they tell me? Oh, interesting. If this is your third or fourth or. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to know. (sighs) Then I probably would. Yeah. I probably would. Because I think the idea is to gauge whether or not that part of you changes. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Because that's the thing. Like, to me, so that would... So they're like, yeah, the Nixie model is fucking determined. Yeah. They're going to keep going at it. Here it comes again. I feel like that was an interesting question because I wonder if my response to that would change if they're like, no, you haven't done it over. You haven't done life over again. Or you have. This is like your eighth go. What would, what, why would that change things for you? I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's the idea It's not of, a challenge. I'm curious. No, I, okay, I okay. genuinely think, I think in my current on the spot response mm-hmm. would be like, well, if I've already done that eight times, I imagine I have already done a variety of things. You've already, yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I would be afraid of repeating something. Okay. That's fair. If that makes sense. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, well then let's call it quits a different adventure. I haven't done the A first eight times. That's fair. That's true. Yeah. Let's let's play a different game. Yeah, but let's if watch I've, another movie. But if I have only done it the once, I'm like, well, let's just see what other cool shit. And there's also the thought in the back of my mind that maybe I'll be able to find out what the earlier memories were. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? What if that's just what your dreams are? Oh. My brain can't handle it. Okay, what's next? Um, So Ronan just knows they have to find a way out of here. Yep. And that's when Keller walks in. And she's really sorry it's had to come to this. Mm-hmm. And Weird tells her, you know, um, like, you know us. You know how our minds work at this point. You know we'll never accept this. And we're always going to try to figure it away out of this nightmare escape room. Yep. John does remind her that, like, we're pretty, pretty predisposed to be real pesky and real fucking stubborn. Yeah, the, this particular group of uh, <laughs> is going to be like, do again. Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Do it one more time. There's a great episode of uh, The Librarians about this where they're stuck in a video game. Yeah. And they do it thousands times. You just got to keep trying. Endurance. And Weir tells them, well, you want to know what it's like to be human? weird version of Keller (laughs) time to get a leg up on Ascension start with compassion boom mic drop mic drop Keller gets that and maybe she would agree with you 
But for now, it's too late mm-hmm. because Oberoth and his replicators have found because, them. Because, yeah, there's never enough time to think things through. Nope. On Atlantis, near Atlantis, Atlantis adjacent, Atlantis. We'll, we'll get it. We'll touch on that later, okay? Yep. Yep. And we see this Aurora-style warship coming down, dropping out drones. The city around them shakes with impacts. And apparently, since they couldn't break the minds of this group, the other replicators are just going to fucking destroy them. And it's very close, again, to a Star Trek Voyager, like, Borg storyline, like Unimatrix yep. Zero. Yeah. Um great episodes um there's also no shield to the city because making our team of heroes took way too much power and they could only stealth steal so many zpms i love the thought that it took a not more yeah. than a city's worth yeah. to build these people 100 i i buy that yeah yeah they're so densely packed those humans mm-hmm. yeah and as the city shakes they beg keller to let them out and try to make a stand to help save this city and Keller has almost given up, it seems. Like, to her, she's like, Oberth is too powerful. There's there's no point in making a stand. Yeah. And they're like, do you really want all of this to just be a, f- like, failed experiment? Yeah. And Keller points out that the ancients already considered the replicators to be a failed experiment. Fuck. That's, that's deep. That's some emotional it's baggage like, yeah, on yeah, the replicator look. side. <laughs> I'm sorry that the parents treated you this way, but you cannot continue to treat your children this way. You can't break the cycle. You can't pass on that generational trauma. Break the cycle. So let us prove them, John says. Let's prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. All we're asking is to give peace a chance. I like that it's like, well, the replicate, the the ancients did it, so fuck you. (laughs) I know, exactly. Sucks to suck. Um, City destruction, drones flying, things exploding, people running for cover. Ooh, Did weird you... how familiar, weird familiar the scene is. How these looked like visions we've seen a few episodes oh, ago. Oh, so strange. The, here's the horrible part, mm-hmm. is that Sam will never know that these were the visions are, and they're just going to fucking haunt her. Fuck. Yeah. Sam has no clue that her visions came true somewhere else. And she's not one to just forget. Nope. Yikes. But behind the Keller, up those stairs, runs the rest of our team. Um, She hands John a device. It's the core drive of a ship's tracking system. And with it, you can track every replicator Aurora-class ship in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. They take it back to the real Atlantis. It'll be their best chance of stopping Obreth. Yep. Um, And she sends him up to a jumper. And Weir's like, come with us if you want to live. Yep. But Keller's like, look, if there's any chance that Obreth can track me... I'm a liability to you, and I can't do that. Yep. And again, we see the destruction of the city from Sam's vision of the city as the central tower falls. Mm-hmm. And that's it. The end. The city's gone. And our team is safe, cloaked in a jumper. And now they just follow that ship, catch a ride as it jumps into hyperspace. Yep. Just sneak up on that bottom like a little barnacle. And a very slick little trick we've seen in many other sci-fi shows before. John just flies the jumper up, wedges himself into place with the drive pods, and hitches a ride. Yep. It's a long journey as McKay is open mouth snoring sleeping. Mm-hmm. That would be my move. Ronan just kicks a chair. That would be my move. <laughs> um, John goes back to check on Weir, and she's doing fine considering dead woman and all. Sure. Yeah. But now what? 
Yeah. John guesses are going to head back to the replicator homeworld. They can steal a ship with a hyperdrive, and they know they can't fly straight to Atlantis. John knows that they, <laughs> I would kill me the first before I could explain. John, much like Grace. <laughs> kill the doppelganger. Be like, nope, kill it. Uh, maybe New Athos, because they don't know the Athosians are gone. True. Oof. And then what, we're asked. Mm-hmm. How do you think the real... Oh, this real- sucks. This other Taylor has to find out about all I the Athosians being gone. And how do you think the real John's going to react to seeing Replicator John? Yeah. And John's like, I'm not answering. I plead the fifth. Yeah. We're not going to go over this. And at least there's only one we're out there, she says. Mm, is that better or worse? I I don't know. From this point of view, like... Yeah, there's only one of you, but the real you is dead. And every time people look at you, they're seeing a dead woman. Yeah. I I will say, later on, I do make a very point. I don't call either one the real team. Sure. Um, That's fair. Because I don't want to invalidate the replicator. Nope. So I call You're them right. the OG and the new. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, when they... They get out of hyperspace. It is the replicator homeworld. They have been busy. They have rebuilt the destroyed shipyards and then some, which is, I guess, good because it's easy to steal a ship, but yep. also bad. Back on what I say is the real Atlantis. The original. Uh, McKay and John are discussing the real streamlining program. The yeah. gate will be offline in one to two hours. Before we can do that, the gate dials in. Speaking uh, Jordan yes. mm-hmm. from some planet uh, with video. And we learn that someone <coughs> wants to talk to John. It's Replawir. Which surprises <coughs> everyone. Yep. yep. Just imagine someone you're still grieving shows yeah. up. It's like, what I happened? Oh, How'd you chills. get away? Oh, I got chills. What happened? And Weir just tempers their excitement. She goes, I'm not Weir. I'm yeah. not your Weir, at least. I have all the memories and the thoughts, but I'm not Weir. <laughs> Fuck. And she gives them a briefing of everything we know in this episode up till now. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's strange. Yes, it's real fucked up. We have information you can use. We need to meet. And John's like, we? So there is a movie. Oh, gosh. I shouldn't even bring this up because I can't remember any of the points. I think it's on Apple. Okay. I don't even remember who stars in it, but I know his face. Um, it looks really interesting from, I'm guessing the plot from the trailer. Okay. <laughs> um, but it looks like it has something to do with this concept of creating a duplicate of yourself. And so it sounds like he is a fa- husband and father and he has a terminal illness and he is prepping to prepping his family to die. Okay. Um, but there is a new whatever medical technology and he has the opportunity to make a duplicate of himself to continue on with the stipulation that he cannot tell anyone he is being replaced huh. with a duplicate of himself. So in essence, his wife and his child will not know that the OG version died. Swan song. Is that it? With, with yes. Michelle Ali? Yes, yes. That's uh, I couldn't think of his name. I'm like, I know his face. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, the wife is someone I know, too. Um, I want to say it's Valkyrie? Was it? Is it the woman who plays? I don't know. 
But what an interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, it's not Valkyrie. It's someone named Nomi, uh, Nomi Harris. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, from um from Bond was where oh, I know okay. her from. Aquafina's in it. Um. Yeah, it looks real interesting. Huh. I did promise husband Jesse that he gets to go first. No, that's fine. So I would totally do this. Uh, so it's also going to be on Apple TV. That's the deal. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely going to watch an but Apple do you TV. See, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I promised him he gets to die first. Glenn, Glenn Coase is... Uh, is the doctor yeah but that's the other it, the face in the movie trailer that i thought oh, gotcha. of okay um yeah i'm very interested in that movie and especially when it comes to a lot of these like real moral what would you do questions. what would be your choice oh with a stipulation i can't tell anyone yep i probably would yeah i probably would yeah. Because, um, and specifically because Nick and I basically have the argument that we can only die at the same time. Well, that's what, like I do, like I was saying, like I promised <laughs> yeah. Jesse you can go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if something happens, I better fucking figure something yeah, out. Exactly. Because I made a promise. Listen, if if need be, we will just become like the weird, quirky old witches together that I live go, in the house. I'm, I am here for it. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. I told him that I was like, you get to go first. I'm going to start a coven. Yeah. I'm wearing the dress for it. Uh-huh. We'll get it done. It's fine. This is, it's fine. But yeah, yeah I'm really interested in that film, Swan Song. Uh-huh. Uh, comes on December 17th on Apple TV and in theaters. <laughs> uh, anyway. Wow. Um, we're talking Stargate. So they're able to meet up on the now empty new Athos in a large tent. Where it brings the OG team. Yep. Introductions are needed. Yep. John does point out that the last time he fast saw himself face to face, he was able to kick his own ass. Yeah. Ronan and Ronan just stare contest at each other. I don't even know what I would do there. I feel like like two like uh, dogs yeah. that have never met before be like, oh, we're gonna keep these two apart. Yep. These two need to be not together. Uh, just, just both of you are just trying to smell each other's butt. Yep. Conti- yeah, that's a, it's a little tent. Since Ronan and Ronan are wearing basically same outfits, OG Ronan has his hair down. Mm-hmm. New Ronan has his put up. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Uh, n- new McKay remarks to OG McKay's new leather coat and how the old uniforms bunched up over the arms, which apparently was a real thing when <laughs> the costume changed. Yeah, the double McKayness yeah. of it all is is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of it's McKay. A lot. So many McKay. I'm pretty sure this would happen if I saw a duplicate Nixie. I think I would pull you away from the other. You no just one, and be like, "Stop talking." No one wants to be in the same room with me and another Nixie. I don't know what I'd do with another Grace. Y- you would just prowl each other like Ronan and Ronan. Yeah, do. you're absolutely right. That is exactly what would happen. That would be. Whereas I would, we would be the McKays. Yeah. You would be the Ronans. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Um. So McKay, well, new McKay, as both answer, brings the core drive over and explains what it is. And OG McKay knows this is huge. And the two McKays just start exploding at each other. McKaying at each other. I couldn't even follow what they were trying to do. But output it is a word. I agree with the McKays. Fair. 
But hold up, John, New John knows that they are way too big of a security risk to be let back into actual Atlantis. Mm-hmm. OG John agrees. The McKays just have to f- make here work. Just work here. Yep. So OG McKay is going to bring all the things they need. New McKay is just happy to have someone to work with. He has 100% confidence in Yes, uh, another brain that can do the things he needs to do. Can't wait to work with himself. How often, you know, do people joke about, like, if I could just make a copy of myself to get some of this stuff done. Humanity is about to benefit from one of the greatest living scientific minds times two. And then cut to the (laughs) opening scene of Multiplicity (laughs) with Michael Keaton. And then the world implodes. Yeah. Um, I think everyone here is trying not to imagine just two McKay's. Yeah. Shit. So OG John admits that they came here for another reason. They want to know what they know about OG Weir and if they can help rescue her. And the the new team is like, um... That's going to be a big old nah. Yeah, I have some awkward shit to tell you. Yeah. So New Weir and OG John walk and talk in the forest. Mm -hmm. And Weir doesn't really know why Keller would have lied about OG Weir being dead. Yeah. Very much took her for a word for that. And John just hates the idea that they found Weir and so quickly all their hopes were dashed. Fuck. And when Weir found out the truth, she knew there'd be no going back for any of them. Yeah. Yeah, she... Look, here's the thing, right? At least with the, with the way real Weir's life ended. Yeah. Is she knew it. Yeah. There, it wasn't like a surprise. She's like, this is a choice I'm making. I'm making this choice to save you. Get the fuck out of this yes. city. Yes, yep. So here we are. This is what we're doing. Um. Yep. If I'm gonna go out, at least I'm gonna go out a hero. Exactly. And uh, OG Taylor and Ronan are also walking and talking in the forest. He absolutely does not trust this new Ronan. Nope. Why would he? He doesn't know who he is. Fuck him He's in his just face. a copy. Either way, he is on the grace train of kill doppelgangers. Yep. I can't trust him in the world. No. So new Taylor. I don't know what Ronan. he knows. What he might say. Exactly. Uh, they're also out walking and talking, and New Ronan actually didn't believe, like, he he's like, I didn't actually believe all this shit until I saw a second me. Yeah. Um, Taylor was really hoping it wasn't true as well, really hoping they were just captured and had some nanites implanted, but New Ronan is not going back with him. Yeah. He has been on his own, or at least he remembers being out of his own, and he heals now, so that's great. The perfect runner. He is, yeah. And Taylor understands anger, understands the disappointment, but reminds Ronan that he is just as much Ronan as the OG Ronan is. Yeah, that's true. He goes, really? Well, he's the one living my life in Atlantis, and I'm the one treating like an outsider, so mm-hmm. like... We make them feel uncomfortable so they don't want us around. Yeah. Real world truth bomb. No, I don't want to think about that Ten one. foot pole. Ten foot pole. But yeah, uncomfortable things make us want to not look. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and Taylor gets it. Given how they were made, she can't blame them. Yeah. 
And yeah. It's like, I, I would do... All Taylors always compassionate. Yeah, Every Taylors. And Ronan gets it. He would do the same, but it doesn't change Ronan's response. Uh-huh. Even understanding where their hesitation comes from. Yep. And everyone just stops cold as both Ronans and both Taylors find each other in the forest. Yikes. I was really hoping they'd do a funny bit. Like, remember, what's the movie with Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin? Oh. And they're twins, but they're switched at birth? Yeah, yeah, Is it Risky Business? I, no. Nope. That's it's not, not Risky it's business. business. or something business. I was just hoping they were going to do the Spider-Man meme. Oh, that one would be good, too. <laughs> I was thinking, or what's the one where they do the mirror thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. So John is finding a way to make all of this work. That the OG Weir was infected with nanites before. They found a solution to it. They eliminated the security threat. It, it Look, it won't be like old times. It will be different, but we can make it work. Yeah. And Weir's like, that's not the issue. Mm. Like, knowing everyone involved, she's always going to be considered less than. Yeah. Less than the original Weir. Yeah, that's not something you want your life to be. Big talk, business. Big business. Big business. Uh, talk about, like, like pressure to... Or living in the shadow yeah, or something. Yeah, living in the shadow, I think, is the better... Yeah. And that's when the humming sound starts, and they look up. OG Taylor radios that the replicators are here. Yeah, no time to ponder life and its meaning. Yeah. We're being attacked. We are figures they must attract the ship, and we see the ship in the atmosphere above them. Hmm. The ship fires drones, but obviously there are stormtroopers at the weapons controls, because, well, the explosions look cool behind them. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone runs. The McKays hear the explosions in the distance. More running. OG Ronan runs off to meet up with John and Weir. And even mm-hmm. better, they can't escape through the gate, Major Jordan points out, because there's just a ship sitting over the gate. Yep. Ready to fire at anyone who comes out just of cover. Just hanging out. Yeah. Okay, so everyone fall back to the jumper then. And Weird knows they need a distraction because even cloaks, a rustle of a bush, and the replicators are going to take out a cloak jumper. Yep. So both McKays are running. They run into New Taylor and New Ronan and head off with them. New Taylor sounds like a country. It does. Where are you going for your summer vacation? Oh, I'm going to go to New Taylor. Check out some of like the open air markets. Yep. Because that's what there's a lot of. There's also going to be some really great beach parties. Yes. At New Taylor. Yeah. (laughs) We're just told OG John her plan because she knows this is how they all have a chance. Mm -hmm. And OG John doesn't want her to do this. Just because she might feel less, and she's like, what, less human? She goes, look, from the start of this, this new team has been trying to convince ourselves that we are like you. Yeah. This is our chance to prove it. Yep. Because this is exactly what you would do. Yep. Also, sucks that you have to see your friend die twice. Yeah. So a jumper, uncloaked, flies by the ships guarding the gate, getting both replicator ships to follow, target it, take it a drive pod, and then jumper goes down. Yikes. We see the replicators heading through the forest towards the down jumper. It's pretty wrecked. And they make their way into the jumper, and we see the entire new team looking, again, I don't know, are they actually down and dead? Are they just looking at it, considering how quickly John heals? 
Well, that's what I mean. I th- I was going to ask what happens next to these replicators because they don't just die. Well, I don't know. He sits up, his wounds heal, and he goes, haha, tricked you. I mean, don't feel bad. We almost had ourselves convinced. And then the replicator fires on him. But can they kill each other? I would assume that replicators have the ability to kill other replicators. Okay. Now, I don't know if they did. Yeah. I don't know if they're trying to reprogram. I mean, they can't really reprogram, but remember, they're not also full replicators. Yeah. They're still essentially human, which is why I'm wondering if when we saw like Ronan and, and them in the back, they actually may have died in the crash. That's true. They could have. With probably enough damage, they might have. Yeah. But... Because again, still human. Yeah. I guess it's better than the alternative, which is what? They get captured and just tortured forever exactly. and ever and ever because they can't die? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, I mean, if you office space a replicator enough, it's, yeah, it's you can't gonna, repair it at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's fair. Our team makes it through the gate. Back home, safe to Atlantis, and John tells them to shut down the gate because no one else is coming. Mm-hmm. So our OG science bros are working in the lab with the yeah. core drive, and they've been working for five straight hours, and Zelenka isn't the only one who should take a break at least, but McKay brushes him off. And Roddick's like, No. I know what you're doing. You're trying to lose yourself in the work to not focus on weird, but that's only going to work for so long. Yep. The most interesting man in the world has been there. Exactly. Not enough vodka. And McKay goes, well, that's an unexpected perk of this job. Yeah. Clearly hurting. He goes, something terrible is always happening and you can't dwell on anything because the next terrible thing is just going to come along real soon. Yeah. This is rough. Yeah. And honestly, if it wasn't for the replicators trying to wipe out every human, McKay would be in really, really bad shape. And he can't even turn to look at Roddick while he's saying this. Damn. Which I know that look, that look of like the only way I'm able to keep this together is because I'm not looking at you. If I look at you, I will fall apart into the puddle that I am not ready to fall apart into. And, and... He goes, this is Carson all over again. And McKay is not ready to deal. Oh, no. Yeah. When you think about that, he's still holding all of that. Of course. He is following the Nixie patented method of shoving shit into mental closets. Shove it all down. And Roddick reminds him that he's not the only one who misses Carson. Oh, that's true. And he's guessing that McKay doesn't want to talk about it. They were buddies. And, and McKay's like, eventually I will, but not now. Mm-hmm. Well, Roddick is going to break yep. if he needs anything. And he's like, no, no. And he does tell him genuinely, thank you. Yeah. Look at our, look at our Rodney growing. I know. Still not able to look back. Um, yeah. Um, like, this is how he's holding it together. Yeah. I don't know how audible... <laughs> The chorus in the background is... She is also missing Carson. She's missing Carson. But I just want to give you the mental image of what's going on. There is a dog outside. She can't see the dog. She just somehow knows the dog is there. And I guarantee you, she is just lying on our bed. Just she senses a dog. Barking into the ether. Yeah. Not barking specifically in a direction. I think she's just barking for... She's, it's a grief call. It is. For McKay. She she is she's barking. Um, um, you know, I will say this non-spoilery, but if you watch the most recent episode of um of shit, what's the show on Amazon? 
Wheel of Time? Yes, Wheel of Time. I was trying to say Tower of Circles. I'm like, that's not yep. it. Mm-hmm. Wheel of Time. There is that moment where it's like, when you're grieving at some point, you just have to fucking let it out and scream. Yep. That's what Kaylee's doing for me, Kay. Yep. That's She's got him covered. response. It's like in Midsummer when she just lets it all out. Yes. Mm-hmm. So hours later... McKay is still working. John finds him. Mm-hmm. Neither of them want to call it a night. And tomorrow, John is going to approve sending all of weird stuff back Oof. to Earth. He held out in hopes. And both of them truly, truly thought and hoped they would get her back. Damn. And right as John is about to leave, McKay gets the drive up and working again. And they'll be able to track every Aurora-class replicator ship in the galaxy. Yeah. And six dots pop up in a galaxy map. Super cool. Okay. That's not bad. The replicator has been taking on a lot of, and then a handful of more dots pop up. Uh, which, I mean, that's not, that's not good. Okay, we knew they were building more ships, and then a whole lot more dots that pop up. It's like running a black light in a hotel room. Yeah. Like, you could. <laughs> Why would you? But do you really need to? Um, That's bad. And then we fade to black. And then we hear even more dots. It's not over. Well, fuck. So this is fun. So that was the mid-season finale. So that's so many feelings and all the different feelings. Yeah, how modes. are you feeling about that? Tired. Like, I don't know how else to explain mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, it's just a lot. It's huh? a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's so hard to watch them grieve. I know. To see her and remind, like, and just like... <sighs> You know, pull up the scab that yep. was coming over and freshen that wound yeah. just to see her have to go again. As someone who's known to sometimes pick scabs, I get that. Ah, okay, okay. What's next? What's next? So next week will be um, the mid-season premiere, which okay. we wait months for, called "Be All My Sins Remembered." All my sins remembered. Okay. Which is again also from the same monologue. Yeah. In Hamlet. Yikes. Okay, our homework is to watch Hamlet, I guess. I don't know. But um, this was a lot. Yes. I'll see you guys next week. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Uh, find us at Facebook, There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are yeah, Hamlet. They are from Hamlet. For some reason in my head, I suddenly with, are they from Macbeth? No, yeah. But I knew they weren't. But I just had to because we said that earlier and I just, I had to double check that. We did it. We're done. Uh, we love you guys. Yeah. Until then. Bye. Bye.